is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eight AFC home games. And Ben Roethlisberger's at home this week, and he is not the number one quarterback. He's not even a top five quarterback. What are you guys thinking? What are you guys thinking? Thinking that your voice cracked a little there. Yeah. What's up, Screech? I'm thinking you should uh, <laughs> adjust the audio to make you sound a little bit uh, more grown up. Well, what are you guys thinking? Well, I would have to say that Ben oh, Roethlisberger. I did get a haircut. Yeah, grown up haircut. Uh, now you look and sound like a little boy. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> wow, hard hitting. All right, fine. You know what? I was going to be nice about this, Heath, but now I'm just going to – gloves are coming off. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Your ranking of Andrew Luck over Ben Roethlisberger is the worst ranking of the year. Uh, new report from – looks like the Indianapolis Star – Andrew Luck says he has his full arsenal. Oh. He can make all of the throws. Oh, really? And as I said on FFT yesterday, you should watch it at noon, Monday through Friday, CBS Sports HQ. That's right. If Eli Manning can be good against the Texans, Andrew Luck can be good against the Anybody oh, can be good against the missed, Texans. Oh, you missed a classic Heath Cummings. Yeah, he's washed up. Classic Heath Cummings. Uh defense i guess it's the best way to describe it defense of eli manning oh really oh it was so funny it might have been one of the funniest moments we've had on on fft this season where he says he i think how you said washed up washed up eli manning could be good against the texans so can andrew luck and then pete prisco and i drink um preston on (laughs) yeah on on so is he washed up or is he good he goes He's a washed-up quarterback with a great matchup. He would not cop to him being good this week. He wouldn't say the words, he's he's good this week. He just had a great matchup. Yeah, he's a washed-up quarterback. He's going to be great against a bad Saints defense. <laughs> Seems perfectly consistent to me. Trivia question. How many yards did Ben Roethlisberger throw for last year at home against Baltimore? 506. 506. Wow, Dave. I did my homework. All right, Dave Richard. All right, so listen, we'll get into starts and sits. It's a bit of a fun start of the show. Every time my voice cracks, people Woo! love it, right? <laughs> um, let's get some big questions answered first. Big questions here. Is Sony Michelle a top 15 running back rest of season with Rex Burkhead on IR with a neck injury? No. No. Yes. Just kidding, no. <laughs> well, why not? I mean, Rex Burkhead missed the last two games of the regular season last year, and Deion Lewis had 24 carries and 26 carries, and he was a beast. He had 26 and 25 fantasy points, plus 11 more catches. Lewis. What's that? They, they should trade, trade for, for Deion Lewis. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be you gotta be happy if you're a Sony Michelle owner, right? Oh yeah, he's a top 24 running back rest of season. Man, 15. Like, would you have carry on? Okay, now carry on Johnson or Sony Michelle? Carry on. Um, carry on Johnson. I'm gonna say Sony Michelle, but they are really, really, really close. Who's are they kind of the same? With? Where they're both no. splitting carries? Who is he splitting workload? with? Who is Sony Michelle splitting with? James White. Gets five carries a game. And Kenyon catches a game. I, I'm gonna Varner. guess that James White gets more like seven to eight carries a game now. Yeah. He, that is, I mean, maybe, but that is just not his track record. He's, he, they just don't do that with him. 
when's the last time he's been one of three running backs on the Patriots where the other two guys are inexperienced in New England's offense and aren't prolific pass catchers? I don't know the answer to that question. Let me just say the this. The answer is Super Bowl 51. That's the last time it was like that. And he had a lot I of bet they'll there. sign Mike Gillisley after he's cut in week four. Um, okay, so Burkhead actually missed six games last year. The first four, Mike Gillisley was still around. And Gillisley and Lewis combined for 14, 16, 19, and 21 carries in those four games. The last two games of the year, Burkhead and James White were both out. So that's a big factor. And that's when Deion Lewis had 24 carries and 26 carries in two huge games. All right, fine. So Sonny Michel, not top 15, but he is top 24. Uh, where do you rank Mark Ingram rest of season beginning next week when he comes back against the Redskins and then has a bye and then at Baltimore and then at Minnesota and then the Rams? Uh, where do you rank Mark Ingram who was the number six running back in fantasy last year? Top 15. He's got a better chance of being top 15 than Sony. I was going to say eight. Yeah, thank you, Heath. Thank you for being bold there. Um, yeah, um, like you're not putting him ahead of Alvin Kamara or Barkley or Melvin or Zeke or Gurley. And I don't think you should put him ahead of Christian McCaffrey. I can't think of anybody else I'd definitively put, ahead of, put him ahead of. How about uh, Dalvin Cook? He's behind Cook. Yeah, yeah, I'd put him behind Cook. It's, but he's close to Cook. And I think he's right there with Kareem Hunt and David Johnson. He's currently 20th on the trade chart and Le'Veon Bell is ahead of him on the trade chart. So maybe you look at him and say 19th and things change fast. So he could rapidly become top 15. He's top 15, just given what he's going to do. Well, he was top six last year. That's why I'm asking. I mean, top 15 is one thing, but would you trade Joe Mixon for Mark Ingram? If I was getting Mixon, I would. You'd rather, I'd rather have Ingram. Uh, I'd rather have Mixon. I love Mark. I love Joe Mixon, but I think at this point, with the uncertainty of his knee situation, you take Mark Ingram. Uh, should Jameis Winston be added? He's thirty-three percent owned. Not yet. I still own him in some leagues. I decided I, I'd never drop him because Dave told me I was going to drop him. Yeah. And <laughs> have you been? Have you been tempted to? Have you seen somebody on the waiver wire that you go, you know, I'd really like to have him, but I don't want to prove Dave right, so I'm going to keep Jameis. I think only, like I only only in one of the leagues. The other two leagues have very deep benches, and so there have been other guys I can drop, and it hasn't been an issue. Okay, all right. Uh, no, now's not the right time to get him. Uh, is Matt Breida going to be good? Yes. Great. No. Good. Yes. Yeah. I, as long as he's the knees okay. Ingram's ahead of him on the trade chart. So San Francisco with C.J. Beathard starting six games last year. Let's just look at what Carlos Hyde did. He did score eight or more fantasy points in non-PPR in four of six games, and he had 31 catches for 200 yards. His receiving totals really saved him because Hyde averaged 3.65 yards per carry. He failed to reach 50 rushing yards in four of six games, but he did well because he caught the ball a lot. So hopefully that will be Breida's role. Um, would you rather have Breida or... Sony Michelle. Michelle. I have Brita higher. Uh, I'm hoping it's Brita, but just given the knee situation and what the Patriot situation is right now, I would buy into Sony Michelle. And finally, guys, it is put up or shut up for which player this week? Tyler Eifert. Tom Brady. I think, I think Chris Hogan. 
the Patriots. Um, if the Patriots, if the Patriots struggle this week, you're going to be worried. I'm already a little bit worried, but no, I think you give them next week because then they get Edelman back. Right, right. So it's not really put up or shut up for them. That, They're starting a three-game homestand against the Dolphins, Colts, and Chiefs. So if they can't get out of the next three weeks with a semblance of sure. strong offense, then that's when you really worry. And another one, Titans running backs. Yeah, and I think David I, Johnson, I was reading Hunt. this on on our website. You guys did a similar question. Uh, you answered it in written form, and I think I saw Demarius Thomas's name there. Yeah, sure. He yeah, should have a – That was me. This is a pretty good put-up-or-shut-up week for him. It was you, Heath. But, good call. But when I think put up or shut up, I think, okay, if the guy isn't good this week, I don't want him on my team anymore. And I don't know if I'm ready to say that for Demarius. Maybe might in 10 team league. Maybe in a 10 team league. I mean, we said yeah, that. If, maybe. If he's bad league. against the Chiefs, I'm dropping him in a 10 team league. We said that about Fitzgerald. I mean, they're kind of the same situation. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you for answering some tough questions. Now you get a reward. You get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. The promo nice. code, yeah, I know, right? FFT is the promo code. Dave, you gonna come with me to the uh, Miami FSU game or what? You're inviting me. Well, I mean, come with me and sixty thousand other people. Yeah. Usually, when he invites you to things, he waits till the day of. <laughs> That's what's happened in the past, and I felt so bad for like saying no, and I've tried to make it work, but I'm, I'm, I'm I never leave my house. I, I can't really speak to usually when he invites you to things because he's never invited me to anything, <laughs> including his wedding. <laughs> wow. Well, who Heath wants to see a, a little boy get married, as you would say, Heath? So I figured you wouldn't even want to go to that. Um, anyway, if you do want to go to a game or a concert, comedy, theater, and you want guaranteed tickets, every seat, fully guaranteed, every purchase you make, uh, use SeatGeek. It'll search multiple ticket sites for you. It'll grade every ticket based on value. You will immediately see the best seats that fit your budget. Really, really cool app and a great website as well. There's a color-coded map so you can see all these great values and where they pop up. And then you click on them. You get the details. You buy the tickets, and you use the promo code FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. This really will save you time and money, and I do use it all the time. Promo code is FFT on SeatGeek. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, let's get to all the news that you need to know about, starting with Le'Veon Bell, Jason Lock and Four writing about it yesterday. Jason Lock and Four was also on the Pick 6 podcast. You should definitely listen to that interview. Um, he wrote that they're moving forward, assuming that, that Bell – well, he had originally written that they're going to assume that they're, he's going to miss four to six weeks. I mean, we're at the week four point now. But it just seems like – a trade is very possible. It seems like he might not come back to Pittsburgh. What's your read on the situation right now and Bell's value? My read on it is Le'Veon is committed to doing what's best for him. You can look at it as selfish. You could look at it as smart, but I don't, I, the time to say, okay, I made my point. Now I'm coming back. That's passed. And I think he's kind of, I almost think he's like forced to commit to not showing up until the last possible minute. And it's going to take a team giving up something decent in trade to get Le'Veon to come back, sign his tender, and then go to that new team. And if it hasn't happened yet, I don't know when it's going to happen because every week that he sits out, his value drops because it's another week that a team can't use him. So I, I think if you drafted him at this point, you just got to suffer, keep him on your bench, do what you can to acquire a buy low running back if you can, and um, just kind of deal with it. It stinks. You should have got James Conner with him when you had the chance, 
But Le'Veon Bell, I, I don't see him coming back anytime soon. I would trade Le'Veon for anything that would help my team this week. Uh, okay, and I think the other angle in this is if you own James Conner, you're feeling better about the idea that you have the Steelers running back rest of season, right? Sure. It's nothing guaranteed, but you're feeling better about it. Does he have a handcuff? If he goes down, who's the next guy to get 30 touches a game? Looks like it's Steven Ridley. Okay. Which kind of makes you throw up in your mouth a little bit. Eh, I mean, whatever. He, he did well last year in week 17 when he got the work. He'd do anybody would do well. I mean, that's a great spot to be in to be the running back for the Steelers. But you've got I I don't know right now with the state of their offensive line. It's a great spot to be if you're not a pass catcher. I don't know how much like I don't know that Ridley would be anywhere close to what Connor is if Connor went down. He has one catch this year. Ridley. He's barely played. Yeah. I don't know what that means. He, I, I guess it means he doesn't have frying pans for hands. I think their line will get healthier though. It's not like they they have guys who are out for the season. But whatever, I mean, it's just saying in case something happens or in case you want to handcuff Connor. Um, if you want to watch your local CBS game, you can do it on your laptop. I do it on my laptop every week. You can do it on your mobile device. Just go to get CBS All Access. Go to cbs.com slash NFL, cbs.com slash NFL. Get your free trial of CBS All Access. Make sure you watch Fantasy Football today, as Heath alluded to. It's noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. It's 10 a.m. Eastern. On Sunday, there's some DFS advice in there as well. Uh, fantasy football today on CBS Sports HQ. And, yeah, we love CBS Sports HQ. 24-7 streaming, news, scores, highlights, old-school sports coverage. It is outstanding. I was watching it uh, the other day. Jamie was on there talking fantasy, so there is fantasy football content. All three of those guys, Dave, Jamie, Heath, they'll all be on CBS Sports HQ, giving you rankings, giving you waiver wire, whatever it is. Um, so make sure you download the CBS Sports app and start streaming HQ. It's all free. And listen to our radio show on Saturday nights, Eye on Fantasy Football. Eye on Fantasy Football is at 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturday nights on CBS Sports Radio. You can listen to it, channel 206 on Sirius. You can listen on your local AM affiliate, CBS Sports Radio. All right. A lot of news items to get to, so we'll go through them pretty quickly here. Ryan Fitzpatrick likely to start this week, according to Ian Rappaport. We will preview that game tomorrow at Chicago. Marcus Mariota will start this week against Philadelphia. Running back news, Dalvin Cook is questionable, and they are playing tonight. What do we think? Is he going to play? Are we going to start him? And now to the breaking news desk with Heath Cummings. We have a tweet from early this morning from Adam Schefter. Vikings are optimistic that Dalvin Cook will play tonight versus the Rams despite a hamstring injury. Still want to see him pregame, but encouraged going into tonight. This has been Breaking News with Heath Cummings. Thank you, Heath. Appreciate that. <clears throat> so where <clears throat> where are you guys ranking uh, <laughs> Dalvin Cook? Low end number two running back. Yeah, he's a, he's a top 20 guy for me, but... Towards the 20. <clears throat> Would you start Royce Freeman or Dalvin Cook? I was just looking at that right now. Cook. And I I think I have Cook in that range slightly mm-hmm. higher than Freeman. I'd start Cook, and I, I do like Cook more in PPR than I do in non-PPR. Yes. All right, LaShawn McCoy says he'll play. Leonard Fournette practice, TJ Yeldon mispractice. What do you expect out of the Jaguars running backs in terms of availability against the Jets? Love Leonard Fournette this week. Right. Assuming he plays, yes, Fournette, huge. Um, how about the Eagles running backs? Uh, I would not count on J.J. or Darren Sproles at the moment. Right. And I am going right back to Corey Clement if they're out. Yes. 
because he got 19 touches in the game. I know Wendell Smallwood was more effective and scored the touchdown. I'll take the 19 touches. And and Smallwood's a good flex. If they're out, yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be a little risky to start, well, like you wouldn't start Clement over Dalvin Cook, would you? No. no. Okay, so then we're good there. Do you expect the following running backs? Devontae Freeman? No. no. Joe Mixon? Nope. No. Nope. Uh, Jad, Jack Doyle is not a running back, but Marlon Mack is. He practiced, so sounds like he'll play, get hurt again, and then be out a week. Oh, just for fun. How about Jack Doyle? Oh no, he's out. He's out like two to four weeks or something. Is it? I don't think that's been. I don't think he's been given a timetable, but I would not expect him this week. Okay, and uh, Matt Breida. Yes. Yep. Okay. Wide receivers. Alshon Jeffrey's been cleared for contact. Woo! This is a, actually we're gonna preview this game later, but I imagine this could be a nice uh, boost for Carson Wentz. Uh, it'd be a little boost for Carson Wentz. It's bad news for Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> uh, the Bengals are very optimistic about AJ Green this week. Doug Baldwin practiced. So I- Yeah, it sounds like he's on the way back. Uh, alright, would you start Baldwin over like Cup or Robert Woods? No, because we still don't know for sure that Baldwin's playing this week. Right. Okay, Keenan Allen sat with a knee injury. John Brown left practice. Are you worried about either Keenan Allen or John Brown playing? Allen, no. Brown, yes. All right, yeah. I mean, Brown's got a great matchup, too. So Yeah. Against a game where Ben Roethlisberger's going to score more fantasy points than Andrew Lux could be a really good day for <laughs> John Brown. The Titans released Richard Matthews. Uh, did Ju- they? They did. I didn't know they released him. They didn't, they I didn't know, know that he was he's gone. done with the team. He's and off he left the team. The team. He, he, he gone. He gone. Whatever. Uh, Juju Smith missed practice. Juju Smith Schuster missed practice. Um, and I missed his full last name, but we think he's You're fine. You're not the right? only one. Yeah. We think he's fine, right? Juju? Yeah. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald missed practice, but he is expected to play this week against Seattle. And Josh Gordon, guys, what are we thinking right now? I think he's going to play, but we got to wait and see. Tight end news, Evan Ingram, he's expected to miss two to four weeks. Those games will be against the Saints, Panthers, Eagles, and Falcons. And Jimmy Graham missed practice with a knee injury, so it's something to monitor, but I'm assuming you guys are still ranking Jimmy Graham. If you're old, you don't practice on Wednesday. Yeah, that's true. Unless you have a coach that thinks everybody should practice all the time. Now you know why I'm not on the Wednesday podcast. (laughs) Unless you're Frank Frank Gore practices all the time. That's true. (laughs) Offensive line uh, news. Baltimore Ronnie Sta- Baltimore left ta- Baltimore Ronnie Stanley Baltimore left tackle Ronnie Stanley could miss the game at Pittsburgh, uh, but Tennessee could be getting Jack Conklin back, and tonight Minnesota left tackle Riley Reef is questionable. It's weird. It's like uh, there's good news and bad news for the Vikings. They might be out without their left tackle. They're facing a great team, but that team's going to be without two cornerbacks most likely. Although Marcus Peters will be a game time decision. I don't know. I know we talked about it yesterday. Peter, but just, Peters unlikely to play. Yeah. Uh, your your overall thoughts on Kirk Cousins? More optimistic than I was earlier in the week. I I'm a little more optimistic, but he's still not anywhere close to my top twelve. I think he is right on the precipice of my top twelve. I think he'll be in that twenty to twenty three point range. Right. Okay. But I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be in there. I'd start him over Carson Wentz. No, uh, I think Wentz has more upside. I disagree. I disagree with your disagree. I disagree with your disagree. Of his disagree, of your disagree. The Chargers will not get Joey Bosa back until probably at least week eight. Dolphins news. Safety Rashad Jones missed last week's game. He could return this week. That's great. 
But Cameron Wake mispracticed with a knee injury, and they're already down two defensive ends at New England. Meanwhile, the Colts' defense has been one of the stories of the year. They could be without two safeties. We'll have to check on Malik Hooker and Clayton Gathers. Those two guys mispracticed. That would be a pretty significant thing for Deshaun Watson and the Texans' offense. Uh, not that we think the Broncos need the help, but Kansas City's, I don't know, their best defensive player, D. Ford, he could miss this week's game. Uh, the Giants, Olivier Vernon, looks like he's on track to play. He's making progress. Not a certainty yet. Eli Apple, less likely to play their cornerback. Chicago cornerbacks, Prince of Mukamara and Marcus Cooper Sr. miss practice. Tampa Bay will be starting three rookies in their secondary at Chicago this week. And Gerald McCoy, their defensive tackle, he was limited with a biceps injury. The 49ers, I mean, Philip Rivers is going to be a great start this week. They're going to be without Richard Sherman and possibly two safeties. And they're bad already against the pass. Um, and Sean Lee will not play this week. One more. The Browns are getting defensive end Emmanuel Ogba yeah. back. Yeah. And like they're already one so far one of the best defenses in the NFL. It's bad news for the Raiders. Okay, real quick uh, emails here. This is from Max in Minneapolis. Dear Jack, Leo, Mark, and Alec. I don't know. Uh, why isn't anyone talking about Jakeem Grant? Ja- what is with me? Jakeem Grant. I'm in a super deep dynasty league, and I'm thinking of flexing Jakeem Grant or Grant, whatever his name is. He's not bad. I mean, look, he's he's getting a, a, a good amount of targets for the Dolphins, you know, in comparison to the the entire receiving core. It's just a matter of, you know, you can't count on all these big plays all the time. In a super deep league, I don't. I don't dismiss him. He's not a regular league guy, and that's the departed, I believe. That is the departed. The four is the departed, right? Yeah, uh, Grant actually leads the Dolphins in targets, but it's by one over Amendola and Stills, and two ahead of Kenyon Drake. So they're doing a really nice job of spreading the ball around. From Alexander, standard scoring: Crabtree or Robert Woods? Woods. Woods. Yep. Yeah, man. If John Brown's out, it's still Woods, but. That would elevate Crabtree quite a bit. Can't we just call Crabtree what he is, which is a touchdown-dependent wide receiver, whereas Woods can at least get you close to 100 yards? I'm not sure he's touchdown-dependent if he gets double-digit targets against the Steelers. Okay, this is Devin mm-hmm. from a town between Pittsburgh and State College, Pennsylvania. Moon Township. As the James Conner owner, should I trade Jordan Howard for Le'Veon Bell? No. No, 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 no. All right, Charlie from Washington, Bellingham, Washington. I was wondering who to start as a flex, 10-team standard scoring. Philip Lindsay, Michael Crabtree, or Carrion Johnson? Carrion Johnson. I'm going Lindsay. I'm going Lindsay. Sam says, dear Kurt, Terry, Howie, and Jimmy. I, I'm not familiar. <laughs> okay, those are Fox guys. Uh, what should we do with the Broncos DST? Can I drop them for a streamer like the Packers or the Seahawks or just hold on to the Broncos? Drop them. I think they have the Jets next week, though, so if you can carry two defenses, it's not a bad move to make. You can drop them on Saturday and then try and pick them up off waivers next week. Yeah, I'm just not sure how good they are this year. It's uh, it's pretty interesting, and it will be interesting this week because they, you know, they got a pretty tough matchup, I'd say. And you don't want to start the Broncos DST in FanDuel. All right, you don't want to do that. Uh, FanDuel.com/slash/fft is the URL we've been giving you. Who's a good uh, FanDuel play this week? Philip, maybe Philip Lindsay. Lindsay is Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard is going to be the guy everybody goes to, and they should. And I, I think if you do a Charger stack, you'll do quite fine. Giovanni Bernard. In yeah. every single lineup. 
Giovanni Bernard. All right, go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. You've already got four players from our lineups. And you can win 500 bucks on a $5 entry fee. And it's not just winner take all or anything. More than 200 people got paid out last week. So $500 to first place, but it's a $5 entry. That's nothing. Just for a little bit of fun to do a fantasy lineup. You get a salary cap. You pick the players you want. You can pick from any available player on the main Sunday slate. So it's really cool. You get access to players that you don't have in your seasonal league. So if there's somebody you really wanted, you can't get them, we'll put them in your FanDuel lineup. FanDuel.com slash FFT is our contest and also a way to get a $20 bonus on your first deposit. 20 bucks. A bonus of 20 bucks on your first deposit at FanDuel.com slash FFT. Let's go to the games. Houston at Indianapolis. Stat of the game. The Colts have allowed 54 or more receiving yards to a running back in all three games. And 35, or no, two running back total, total running backs, team running backs. 54 or more yards in all three games. And 35 or more to a single running back in all three games. I don't know if that matters in this game. But uh, why don't we start with the Texans. And Watson and Lamar Miller and is it a, is it start everyone for the Texans? Start everyone. Yep. Okay. It, now, are they good starts? Are they great starts? Because we do have to give this Colts defense credit. They've been nice surprise this year. They have the rookie linebacker Darius Leonard who leads the NFL in tackles. Their receivers are must starts. I mean, Miller is who he is, but it's a good matchup for him. They've struggled with pass catching running backs, so hopefully Miller gets involved there. He did last week, and obviously Watson should have the chance for a good game. Okay. Watson or Luck? Watson. Watson. Luck. I like both, but Watson. Um, Watson or Ben? Ben. Should be Ben. Watson. Well, uh, who's a better flex, Lamar Miller or Will Fuller? Fuller has more upside. Fuller. Yeah, yeah I will, uh, I'll definitely take Fuller and PPR. And I, I think they're a coin flip and none. Okay, so let's talk about Andrew Luck because the rankings are all over the place. Jamie's got him 10th, Dave 20th, Heath 7th. Uh, I'll go first, I guess, because I'm uh, the one in the middle. Um, I, I I don't buy into this Texans defense. I, I know they got after Eli a little bit last week, but Eli's going to get a lot of sacks regardless. Um, this whole thing with his arm is the most overblown story, I think, that we've had so far this season. Because he didn't attempt to hail mary, that means he's not a good. Oh, that quarterback. is not the only reason. He is not. No, no, no. no. The it, ball it, his, his arm is is worth questioning, but because of the hail mary, is is stupid. Uh, so, I think you're going to see him come out. He played well at home. He tr- just traditionally plays well at home. He's faced two very good defenses the last two weeks, and I think he's going to take advantage of this matchup. Okay, interesting. And uh, Dave, you're twentieth for him. I'm worried about the upside. Um, the velocity on his passes, particularly to the sideline, uh, are very concerning. There was a deep throw that he made toward the end zone against Philadelphia last week that looked great. So I, I don't think he's got a noodle arm by any stretch, but it's just those strange sideline throws. The ball's hanging in the air an extra second, and a, that's going to cost him. It's going to be an interception. I'm not worried about the matchup at all, and he should have had a much better game than what he had last week. He should have had three touchdowns last week. Ebron dropped two. Um, even if he catches one of them, Chester Rogers had one go off his hands in the end zone. So why 20th? I mean, so you're, maybe making, you're making a case for him because here. Why I'm, 20th? Because I'm worried about that upside for him. I don't know if he's got a 25-plus point game in him, even in a nice matchup at home. And I have reshuffled the deck on quarterbacks after 
um, probably after 11th in my rankings already twice this week. There could be a third shuffle before, before Sunday and luck could move up. It's just, I, I'm not as confident in him putting up a big game as the other two gentlemen are. What's the deal? What's the deal with the running backs for the Colts? Would you trust any of them this week? I don't would trust is the wrong word. Mm-hmm. But I like I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball, but I do think they're going to score points. So Jordan Wilkins could score a touchdown if Marlon Mack's out. If Mack plays, it's going to be a situation similar to Detroit, I'm afraid, where it's just chopped up and Green Bay too, where it's just chopped up too much to have faith in any of these guys. Mm-hmm. So if Mac plays, I'm I'm out on all of them. I do think Hines could be a little bit sneaky as a punt play in DFS. And I know the Texans have been pretty good against pass catching running backs so far this year, but Ebron and Hines and Ryan Grant are probably going to get some targets in this game. Okay. I like the idea of stashing Robert Turbin in deep deep leagues. I've done it in a couple of my deep leagues just to see what happens. I I'm not saying he's going to be the every down back for the Colts. But when they talked up their run game this offseason, they wanted somebody who was physical. And Turbin can definitely do that. He's a great short yardage goal line guy. He definitely has some health issues. But for the time being, he'll have fresh legs when he shows up to the Colts after week four because he's suspended right now. Um, I've cut Ronald Jones for him in a deep league. I've cut Chase Edmonds for him in a deep league. Um, a, a guy who traded for Travis Kelsey dropped Will Disley for him in his league. So if, if you're just looking to take a chance on a running back who might give you something, I agree with Heath. It's going to be a mess all season long in Indianapolis until one guy breaks out. Maybe it'll be Turbin. Maybe. Right. I like that. That's a good, that's a good deep league call. Owned in 1% of leagues. All right. You're going to start T.Y. Hilton, but he's not a top 10 wide receiver. He's 15th and 16th for Dave and Jamie and PPR and non-PPR, or whatever, you know, depending on the format, 15, 16. Heath a little bit lower on Hilton. Um, 22nd. Surprise. Yeah. And 22nd and non-PPR. All right. Uh, you must be real high on Eric Ebron. You are. He's top, Eric Ebron's a top six tight end. Would you start Ebron over Jimmy Graham? Yes. I'm yeah. not there yet, but if Graham continues to mispractice, I will be. Ebron also mispracticed yesterday, too. Just keep an eye on it. Which, I, I made a mistake saying to sit Ebron last week, and even though he didn't have a good stat line, again, he should have had two touchdowns last week. He's getting end zone targets every single week. Ebron or Trey Burton? Ebron. 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 Ebron or Rudolph? Ebron. I like Rudolph this week, but I'm still going to go Ebron. Um, Ebron. All right. All right. Houston allowed a huge game to Gronkowski and a touchdown to Red Ellison. And the DST is another interesting one. Um, first of all, the Colts DST, Jamie has them 11th. Heath and Dave have the Colts as a sit. But the Texans DST, only one interception this year. Uh, 17th for Jamie, 4th for Dave, 9th for Heath. The Texans DST all over the place with them. I almost feel like I'm putting them so high based on reputation and not necessarily based on results. But I do think they can get at least two turnovers and at least two sacks. They're probably not worthy of being 4th, but they are worthy of being top 12. And it probably seems weird to have them top 10 and Andrew Luck top 10, but I think this is a game where Luck may throw up 50 times. I don't think the Colts can run on Houston at all. So it could be a situation where they get three sacks and an interception, and he still throws for 350 yards and three touchdowns. That'll do it for the Texans and the Colts. Have you gotten your Tommy John clothing yet? People, what are you waiting for? It is awesome. So I got my shirt and my boxers. So comfortable. Fits me just 
absolutely perfectly. I love it. I really am very happy with the purchase, and I'm going back for more. And if you go to TommyJohn.com slash FFT, you will get 20% off your first order. 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash FFT. What do they have? They've got menswear, underwear. they got boxer briefs, relaxed fit boxer trunks, square cut brief. They got leggings, they got long johns, they've got undershirts, they've got crew neck, high v-neck, deep v-neck, and tank undershirts. They've got dress shirts, tops and t-shirts, sweatshirts and hoodies. They got pretty much everything. Women's clothing. They've got underwear for women. They've got loungewear for women. So it's not just for men, it's not just underwear, it is a big time website with a great offer of 20% off your first order at tommyjohn.com slash FFT. And they are extremely excited about their stay tuck dress shirts. These things are great. I'm about to go get one myself. A state tuck dress shirt. I need some new dress shirts, and I'm going to Tommy John for it. If you go to that URL, not only do you get 20% off, you also get free shipping, and you get free returns on all dress shirt purchases. TommyJohn.com slash FFT for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash FFT. Cleveland's at Oakland. Stat of the game. Derek Carr is averaging 312 passing yards per game. That is sixth in the NFL. But he has just two touchdowns to five interceptions. Uh, maybe there's another level for this Oakland offense because Carr is like, he's playing well, but he's not getting the fantasy points. A little frustrating. Is he a start this week against the Browns? No. 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 They are really good on defense so far. The second fewest points to quarterbacks. Do you feel good about any Raiders this week? Marshawn. I'm starting Jared Cook. Tight end's awful. I would be nervous to go with Cooper at this point. Yeah, a week after getting all those targets, you think, okay, Raiders have figured it out. They go, eh, we're going to go away from you, and we're going to find uh, Jordy Nelson a couple of times. And Nelson was making plays after the catch, and there was one play where Cooper quit on a route on a deep ball. It ended in an interception. And I, I wonder if I wonder if John Gruden's going to get sick of it with Cooper. The one thing I will say about Marshawn, I think you should start him, especially in non-PPR. I would start Dalvin Cook over him. But if Baker Mayfield's for real, this game could get ugly quick for the Raiders. The one thing, though, is they haven't allowed games to get ugly for them quickly. They've no, been in the no, lead yeah, in the fourth have. quarter every yeah. game. Yeah, I, don't I don't think at home yeah. against Mayfield that happens. I agree with you. There's a chance for him to play well, but I just don't see as 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 bad as Oakland has been in terms of their overall play. They have kept games close. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like they're close. They just can't finish. And Carr, like, he can get you down the field, but he just can't throw a touchdown. But I understand sitting Carr. I'm assuming you'd start him over Baker Mayfield? No. I don't think so. Really? I think i go with Mayfield. And okay. by the way, it's not like the Browns have been blown out in any game this year either. They've been yeah. down and they've come back. But what are they? They're 1-1-1. One, one one. Right. They've, they've been competitive. Yeah, I think this is a good game. I think this is a close game. I think it's going to be a fun and... Mm-hmm. One of two very fascinating games. Thursday's game is the other one. That's just fascinating. Starter sit, Carlos Hyde. How would you compare him to Marshawn Lynch? Start. Oh, he's a must-start guy. Must-start. Okay, 16 or more carries in all three games. Um, I, I don't know how bad the – well, okay, the Raiders were bad against Gurley. That's fine. Bad against Philip Lindsay. Pretty good against Royce Freeman, although he did score. And then they were great against the Dolphins running back, so had 11 carries for 15 yards. But um, That was, I think, just the – Fluke usage situation. Hyde or Cook? Hyde. Hyde. Okay. Uh, Jarvis Landry's a must-start guy. And David Njoku, no? No. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's my 12th tight end. All right. Tight ends 
is bad this week. If he has another bad game, you're dropping. Yeah, sure. This is a this is a put up or shut up week for Najoku. But he had more yards on two catches from Mayfield than he had in two and a half games with Tyrod. So I'd like to judge him on a full game with Baker. Yeah, the only problem is he had five less targets in that game, which is frustrating. Uh, last question, Jared Cook or Ebron? Ebron. I'm Ebron. actually going Cook. Ooh, wow. He's got Cook fourth. Cook almost scored last week. If Twice. I yeah. Gotta love the almost touchdowns. Alright, let's go to Miami at New England. Oh yeah, big game, baby. Stat of the game number one. New England allows 4.8 yards per carry to opposing running backs, but no running back has scored more than 10 fantasy points in non-PPR or 12 fantasy points in PPR. Stat of the game number two, which also affects Kenyon Drake, the Dolphins have run the second fewest plays in the NFL. So that could be a It's amazing because they had the longest game in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> what And part of that, like they are playing slow, but they aren't playing quite that slow. Part of it is last week they had a Chiefs game where they were so wildly efficient, and they've been pretty efficient all year long, that they just scored too quick, so they didn't run any plays. So how do you feel about Kenyon Drake? He's a good number two running back. I like him more in PPR. I think he's more of a flex in non-PPR, just because I'm scared of the usage. How would you rank Drake, Hyde, Lynch? He's third. Third. Hyde, Lynch, Drake. Unless it's PPR, and then I'd go Hyde, Drake, Lynch. Agree. So that's interesting. I mean, he's got a good matchup. Why, uh, why the hesitation? I mean, I just, you, the, the other two guys you asked are just in better spots. And he's, like, his carries are 14, 11, 5. Right. The 5 you can throw out, but the 11's not very exciting. And how many catches is he getting, Heath? Uh, he's, it's been okay. He's got 9 in 3 games. That'd be 48 and a year. And he had 1 last week, right? So. 2. 2. I he guess what I'm, a, I guess what I'm saying is like, screen. we talk about Kenyon Drake as a buy low candidate. Last week he was the start of the week. We like Kenyon Drake. And now he's got the Patriots who have one of the worst run defenses in football. Just gave up the Lions first 100 yard rushing game in 70 games. And now we're getting away from Kenyon Drake? I'm not. I think he's a good number two. I'm not benching him. Yeah. You got him 19th. Dave 19th. Heath, uh, where's Drake? He's actually 20th. I put down I'm, I'm down on him in, in non-PPR because I'm scared of the volume. 29th. Alrighty. Um, Tannehill. Tannehill or Baker Mayfield? Tannehill, easily. Tannehill. Tannehill or Eli Manning? Eli. Eli. It's crazy, but Eli. It's not that crazy. You know, I saw an, an interesting stat. There have only been five times in the last 13 years that the Patriots have lost back-to-back games, and every time they've come off that back-to-back loss, they blow out the opponent that they play. Yeah. And I just I can't help but feel like this is a get-right spot for all things Patriots. That they just they they double down and focus on the Dolphins and Miami's really going to have to come out with some aggressive play calling to put points up this week. I don't think they can. They, they've got to keep doing what they've been doing, which is just finding ways to get Grant the ball in space, um, keep Wilson involved, keep Stills involved, and it, it makes me nervous. The the whole that whole theory that the Patriots are just going to come and stomp the crap out of the Dolphins makes me nervous to go with Tannehill. But the the problem is I agree with you that the, the Patriots win the game. I, I They just don't have talent on defense. They're, they're so lacking in playmakers there. That's been the key for them in the past is when the offense has struggled, they've come back home or they've been in the back-to-back losses that they've been able to hold teams down. 
and not that the Dolphins are, are a juggernaut by any stretch offensively, but they've been so good and so efficient, like you said, Heath. And you know the the other side of it, Tannehill's ten and one in his last eleven games. I mean, wow. he's been so successful wow. in this Adam Gase offense going back to 2016. It's it's it, it's really going to be a fun game. And I do think that if the Dolphins win this game, you have to start to think that the Patriots' reign of dominance is over in the AFC East. You ready for this? If the Dolphins win this game, the Patriots are going to win the NFC East. <laughs> The NFC East? They're like going to move, the move the conferences AFC because they're so embarrassed over losing? Yes, the AFC East. Uh, but, no, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will uh, will start to take notice for sure and wouldn't be a bad idea. Now, good news for the Patriots. We'll go a little faster here. Trey Flowers and Patrick Chung missed last week's game. It's defensive end and a safety, two very important players for them. They returned yes. to practice yesterday. Uh, so, all right, what do we do? Like, like Tannehill, just to wrap it up on Tannehill, Heath does have him 12th. Dave and Jamie have Tannehill right around 18th, 18th, 17th in the rankings. All I right. think he's a great streaming option. So, um, oh, yeah, the wide receivers. I mean, Stills is probably the only one that people are really going to be looking at, and would you start Kenny Stills? Come on, man. It's revenge game week. So you like it? So uh, would you rather have Kenny Stills or Austin Safarian Jenkins in a revenge game as well? You, you mean you missed the revenge game guy? What did I miss? Who did I miss? Danny Amendola. Oh, Danny Amendola. Okay, I was like, what the hell? I don't remember Kenny Stills being on the Patriots. Really threw me off there, Jamie. Um, no, we're not starting Amendola, are we? No. Are we starting Stills? Good number three receiver. Yep. Yep. Great flex. Stills or Hogan? Stills. So. Stills. Also, revenge game. Chris Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, but he's already had the revenge game against Miami. Doesn't matter. Never ends. <laughs> Chris Hogan never forgets. Uh, what do we do with the Patriots wide receivers? Set them if you can. Who? Well, let's say Gordon, let's say Josh Gordon plays. Dart throw number three receiver. Boom bust flex. So there have been four wide receivers with eight or more targets against the Dolphins. Three of those four have scored eight or more fantasy points in non-PPR and 12 or more in PPR, including Jordy Nelson last week. Um, Quincy Inunua, Terrell Pryor, Jordy Nelson are the three who had big games. And you look at those guys, and what do they have in common? They they weren't in that game, I don't think, viewed by the Dolphins as the number one receiver, the outside number one receiver. So is that good for Chris Hogan, then? If yeah. Josh I, Gordon plays, it could be. I, I think so. Well, I mean, he's going to play in the slot regardless. So he's got a chance. How much do we like Brady this week? I don't at all. Top 10 QB. Why not, Heath? Why not, guys? Oh, wow, you have him 18th, huh, Heath? My problem is that, and I agree with the narrative that we talked about for a couple of minutes there, that that's what the Patriots have always done in the past. I don't, like the Dolphins, I think, are a good defense. And Tom Brady does not have good weapons right now. No pass rush, though. I understand that. Would we have gone into last week saying the Lions had a good pass rush? He had the ball for 21 minutes. Because they went three and out so often. Uh, yeah, their defense also really stunk. Which their defense I don't again. think is very good. That's, wow, it's really weird to have Brady 18th. Like, it's just weird to have Brady 18th, that's all. It's weird to have Brady 9th, but it's the state of quarterback right now. I mean, his last two home games against the Dolphins, he's lit them up. Yep. Yeah, and Rob Gronkowski has 82 or more yards and at least one touchdown in each of his last three home games against the Dolphins. Sony Michelle or Kenyon Drake? Drake. Drake. Definitely Drake and PPR. I think they're really close in non-PPR. And, uh. James White over both of them in PPR. 
I'd go James White over both of them in non-PPR. I would take Drake in non-PPR, but it's close. I think they're back-to-back. So Dave and Jamie, because I know Heath's going to have a lot of guys, but Dave and Jamie, when you look at Tom Brady's ranking, top 10, but just barely, are there any streamers that you would start over him this week? Andy Dalton. I think I need to make the switch to put Fitzpatrick and Dalton ahead of Brady. Okay. <laughs> Jets are at the Jags. Uh, stat of the game. Take away Saquon Barkley's 68-yard rushing touchdown against Jacksonville. I don't know if we should, but if you take that away, the Jaguars are allowing 2.9 yards per carry to opposing running backs. I believe they are average, they are allowing 3.9 yards per carry with the Barkley run. But other than that one run, tough, tough sledding. Uh, is there any Jet that you like this week? Anunwa as a number three receiver in PPR. Yeah, I don't dislike Anunwa. I think that's that's where you attack this defense is in the slot. Okay, Anunwa or Kenny Sills. I'll go Anunwa with PPR. Anunwa is safer in PPR. Uh, I think that's it for the Jets, right? I mean, you got to be desperate to start one of the running backs. Yes. Okay. And yeah. Bilal Powell's better than Isaiah Crow. I think he's better than than him, but it, it won't matter if Crowell gets twice as many touches. Like, would you start Buck Allen over them? No. I'd start Allen over Crowell and PPR. And, uh no, Powell over Allen. Why Powell? Because he's better. But he's not. He's, he's not better. He, he doesn't get any goal better. line huh? carries. He doesn't get any touchdowns. I don't think they're going to score on the ground against the Jaguars. <laughs> well, that could be. But also, like, he's not really a pass catcher. It's It's unclear. Well, he, he was two weeks ago. He is. He wasn't in the other two games, but he hasn't. He wasn't last year. He wasn't like because in the last past. year. They had Forte. I mean, okay, this is solid points. Solid points. Uh, I mean, I don't want to sell Powell too short. He's like a low end number two, high end number three for these guys. So he's better than Crowell, apparently. And uh, Bortles, no interest. He's outside the top twenty. Jacksonville running backs. We're going to start Fournette. Must start guy, right? Yes. Okay, how about the receivers? Are you interested in any Jacksonville receiver? No. Cole's a number three. Cole or Anunwa? Anunwa. I like Cole. I, th- I think Cole can get moved around a little bit more than we've seen, and he can take advantage of that slot matchup. Cole or Austin Eckler? Eckler. Eckler. Ek- Eckler. Keelan Cole or... Well, forget him. How about Quincy Anunwa or... Sony Michelle, PPR. Anunwa. Anunwa. Alrighty. Let's go to, oh, Austin's Ferry and Jenkins. Revenge, Revenge. game. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, he's got a score. Yeah, I, there are 18 tight ends after their start. Okay. So no, no Austin's Ferry and Jenkins. Philadelphia is at Tennessee. Stat of the game. The state animal of Tennessee is the raccoon. The raccoon. Oh, and that's why they've got a raccoon as their mascot. They do? Have you ever seen the Titans mascot? No, but it's time to At go first to I thought it was like Google a images. burglar, but now it's a raccoon. It's see? like a furry burglar. Like I'm cuz I'm an idiot, but now you see it and it's a raccoon. Oh yeah, there I think it it's is. It's T-Rack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a furry burglar. That's like awesome. Like if the yeah. hamburglar yeah. and like Big Bird had a baby. Uh huh. Yeah, it's, it's good the Titans stuff. mascot. Hey, starter Sid Carson Wentz. I'd set him if you can. I kind of like him. He's fine. I just don't see a very high ceiling for him. I I don't either. Um, I he's 
He's behind Tannehill and Manning. Is Ajayi playing? Doesn't seem like it. Don't if think Ajayi so. doesn't play, then I, I'm going to take a chance on Wentz. I think he'll have a chance to get you close to 25 fantasy points, if not a little bit more than that. Because I'm not buying – I don't think the reason why the Titans secondary did well last week is because of their defense. I think it's because Blake Bortles played like pudding. And Adore Jackson, do we know if he's going to play? He was concussed last week. He missed half the game. That's hurting their secondary. Uh, you can make a great case for Wentz, who looked pretty good despite the lack of numbers in week three. I would really like to I just don't see this game as getting up and down. Uh, he practiced in full, Adore Jackson. Okay. So that does hurt Carson Wentz. But he was he's barely in the top 12 conversation to begin with. The thing that the Titans have been a little bit <laughs> – uh, bad at, I guess, is preventing big plays. Kenny Stills had a 75-yard touchdown. Hopkins and Fuller had catches of between 30 and 40 yards. I don't know that there's a big play guy on this team if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't play. Like, you need, you need some yards after catch from Nelson Aguilar or Ertz or Goddard, I guess. Um, so, I mean, are, is your Carson Wentz enthusiasm, Dave, tied to Alshon Jeffrey at all? I think it helps if Alshon plays. For obvious reasons. Yeah, maybe we should talk more about this game tomorrow when we find out more about Alshon Jeffrey. But we, let's let's cover it now uh, for the time being. Uh, Carson Wentz or Ryan Tannehill? Tannehill. I'll take Wentz. Tannehill. Wentz or Brady? Brady. Tom. Wentz. All righty. Uh, the Philadelphia running backs. Give me your overall thoughts on, I guess, like, if, if, if there is a Philadelphia <laughs> running back to start, will he have a good game? It's funny, you want to wait to talk about Jeffrey tomorrow, but the, the more <laughs> yeah, maybe un- we unsettled wait. situation. You want to wait on them too? <laughs> let's, let's push this game to tomorrow, I think. Well, I'll say this. I'll take Dalvin Cook and Todd Gurley ahead of any Eagles running back. You have to. Yep. Dalvin Cook and Todd Gurley. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb there and say Todd Gurley's going to be better. <laughs> All right. I think we can push this to tomorrow. We have three more games. Kansas City. But if, if I was say this, if Cook is out, don't play Murray over the Eagles guys. Don't play Murray over the Eagles, guys. There's one thing I keep trying to look up, and I have it, and that is with Wendell Smallwood. Did he get, or did, rather with uh, Corey Clement, did he get benched after his second fumble? Does anybody know? I can tell you when his last carry was. Okay. I will have that in five. All right. Oh, ooh, four, that quickly. Wow. Three. Two. Okay, his last carry came with one minute and seven seconds left in the fourth quarter. He rushed for three yards. So, no. He did not get benched after his fumble. He had four carries in the final five minutes of the game. All right, so no. All right, that's good That's good to know. That's important stuff. Uh, Kansas City at Denver. We'll come back to Philadelphia, Tennessee tomorrow. So, does Kansas City uh, put up a huge number in this game? 28 plus. Yep, take the over. Okay. So Patrick Mahomes, number one for Dave and Jamie. For, no, for Jamie and Heath. Number four for Jamie. Interesting, Jamie. Who you got over Mahomes? You're fading Mahomes. <laughs> uh, Rogers, Rivers, Breeze. Okay. That secondary for Denver is rough right now, even with Chris Harris. Yeah, Denver has allowed 277 and 298 passing yards in each game to Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and Joe Flacco. Um, Kareem Hunt's interesting here, guys. The Broncos' run defense still pretty good, although giving up some touchdowns. Three rushing and one receiving touchdown to running backs. That's perfect for Hunt. 
because that's all he gets. Is there a scenario in which you're sitting Kareem Hunt in like even in not especially in non PPR he just doesn't get any catches? Geo yeah. Coleman Connor. Yeah. I'd go Geo and Connor over him. Not there with Coleman. In non PPR, I would start all three. Of them. <clears throat> uh, you would start all three of them: Geo, Coleman, and Connor over Kareem Hunt. Okay. <laughs> yes, I would. But I'm muting. What happened there? Did you mute yourself? Uh, Dave tried to cough. <laughs> Pressed the mute button that was att- attached to my mic, coughed into the mic, and muted me while I was talking. So all this time when I've been coughing, you've been hearing it. That's yes, yes. Can yes. We switch seats. That's really funny. I think we're late enough. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're past that point. All right, sorry for everybody for that was a <laughs> great source. Like I'm talking in the mid mid sentence, Dave gets coughed and my voice goes. Has away. The, so I might have muted you earlier in the show as well. Keith, Ep- say something important. No, I don't think so. Everyone's <laughs> starting uh, Tyreek Hill. What about Sammy Watkins? I'm starting him. He's a good number three receiver. <sighs> yep. How is he compared to like Keelan Cole, Quincy Anunwa? Ahead of those guys. Behind Anunwa and PPR. Agree. Sammy Watkins or Matt Breida? I'm still going to go Breida. Me too. Ah, I think I will go. That's a tough one. It's I I do think Watkins has more upside. I'll start Watkins. Last one, Sammy Watkins or Marshawn Lynch. Lynch in non PPR, Watkins in PPR. Agreed. All right, start Travis Kelsey. Case Keenum. How does he compare to Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, guys you may have picked up this week? Behind Tannehill, ahead of Mayfield. Yep. I'll go the other way. I'll say he's better than Tannehill and Mayfield. I think he's got more upside because of the matchup. It is a great matchup. Um, he's not a great quarterback, but the Chiefs allow th- the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They have faced Rivers, Roethlisberger, and Garoppolo. The, I think the key for Keenum is how close can they keep it early? Because, uh, and Jamie's talked about this, they probably don't want to try to get into a shootout. No, <laughs> no. They probably are going to try to lean on the run early in this game. If they fall behind by two scores early, though, then we could see Keenum throw it 40 times and, and be a top-12 quarterback. Oh, I think the Denver running backs are going to be a bit of a fantasy headache week in, week out. Uh, it's going to be fun to talk about, but also maybe a little frustrating. What do you think about the Denver running backs this week? Love Lindsay. Love, I like, I like the matchup for both of them, but I think Lindsay just has more upside and versatility and speed. And that just, it makes all the difference in the world here. Freeman only had 13 carries last week and only one target and he played four quarters. Lindsay had 20 yards on four carries and two targets before he got ejected for um, throwing fists. If you try to predict game script, which has been a little bit frustrating so far this season because, I, I mean, a lot of games haven't gone the way we expected them to, this is a Lindsay type of game. This is not a Freeman type of game. Freeman's going to need to score most weeks to help your fantasy roster because he's not going to be involved in the passing game at all. I think you can start both of them in non-PPR. Lindsay's the only one I'd feel good about starting in PPR. <sighs> yeah, uh... I, I'm hoping for a big game. The Chiefs allow the second most fantasy points to running backs. Lindsey's so good. I hope they're not mad at him <laughs> for getting thrown out and he doesn't get punished. Uh, it is that, the first game that they lost, so I, I'm, I can't imagine they're going to go away from him. That's true. Uh, the Denver wide receivers, which one do you like better? Sanders. 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 Tell me a few running backs you might take over Demarius Thomas. Would you take Philip Lindsay over Demarius Thomas? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, would you take Buck Allen over to Marius Thomas? No. No. Sony Michelle. No. no. Yes and non PPR. I would in non PPR. Cortland Sutton, does he have any sleeper appeal? 
Deeper leagues, yes. If this was on the main slate for DFS, he'd be a great cheap DFS play. If you're playing the full slate through Monday, he's a good one. I'd have to be in a deep league and in bi-week hell to consider Sutton. Would you say that same sentence, deep league and bi-week hell, and replace Sutton's name with Jake Butt as we look at tight ends? Yes, same exact thing, except we don't know that Butt's going to be their best tight end. Last week it was Hireman. I I have a little more interest in Butt. (laughs) All right. San Francisco's at Los Angeles. By the way, we're sitting the Broncos DST, right? Yes. Yes. Try to. Do your best. All right. San Fran at Los Angeles. The Oh, here we go. Here's a bold prediction. Antonio Gates is going to catch a five-yard touchdown pass. The Niners have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in all three games. I like it. I think that's very possible. And and the funny thing is Travis Kelsey didn't even catch a tight end, but he, uh, catch a touchdown, but he had 100 yards. They're going to need good protection for him to get five yards downfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he played well last week for them. He did. He Rivers did, drops yeah. back. Wow, look at all this time. Oh, Gates just crosses over the end zone. Rivers throws it. It's a touchdown. This is a pretty you got, easy game. got the game. wrong line. It, not the end zone. He crossed over the line of scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> we this make fun because he's old. easy game, um, I would say, right? I mean, this, this should be a big Chargers win, you'd think. Yep, and we just look at Minnesota Rivers. last week against Buffalo. Yep, yep. There's <laughs> one guy that I think is really difficult in this game, and it's Mike Williams. Well, What's what about what about Brita? I think Brita's difficult. Okay, the 49ers are different. The one guy that's difficult for me on the Chargers is Mike Williams okay. because we last week we saw him get 23 percent of the targets. If that's the new reality, then he's a must start every week. The two prior weeks it was 13 and 7 percent, and this could be a game like we think the Chargers are going to dominate. It could be a game where they run it 40 times. Yeah, I, I think you gotta almost throw out the Buffalo game because it, it almost looked like they took their foot off the gas with their passing game, which you yeah. can understand why. Um, but this could be a game like that. It's yes. CJ Beathard. Yes, but it's a banged up 49ers defense though too. Yeah, it's a much easier opponent. So how much know, do you I, like I, Williams, Mike Williams? Williams feels very safe to me. I, I think he's safe. I think he's a low end number two wide receiver and a good flex. I just like how you think he's safe. What's his floor for targets? Five. That's not safe. Against this defense, it's safe. There's it's more, it's more where those targets are coming, it's, too. Like, he's a focal point in the end zone. They have no Richard Sherman. They have two banged-up safeties, and they're already bad against wide receivers. They've allowed, I think, it's six receivers through three games, or maybe it's more, maybe it's eight receivers through three games, to get you 70 yards or a touchdown against them. I think a good guy to compare him to is Michael Crabtree. Because we called him a touchdown-dependent guy. He's probably going to get 10 targets. Fair, but much better quarterback situation, much better matchup. I think it's a pretty similar matchup. Uh, on the road versus home, a little different. Yeah. Um, so San Francisco's allowed six receivers to score double digits in non-PPR. Diggs, Thielen, Galladay, Jones, Tate, and Watkins. And they're banged up in the secondary. Um, I Actually, I do think Austin Eckler is also difficult because he doesn't get that many touches. He's not going to get goal line work, almost certainly. The Niners have a very good run defense. In their last nine games going back to last season, only one team averaged more than 3.7 yards per carry against the 49ers, and that was the Detroit Lions two weeks ago. One team's group of running backs. Uh, and But they've really only faced good run one decent running team this year, though. But I'm going back to last year, too. I mean, uh, understood, but I, I and think... They and they didn't just... have Reuben Foster for their first two games. Uh, but I, I just think Eckler's tricky anyway, because he's a 10-touch guy. 
Uh, He's awesome, Eckler, not Austin Eckler, and give the man his proper respect. <laughs> so Eckler or Royce Freeman? Uh, I'll take Eckler. Um, definitely Eckler and PPR. In non PPR, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just afraid of Chief score first possession. Royce Freeman doesn't see field. Yep. All right, and then um, Brita or Eckler? I'm not gonna say Brita. Brita, Brita, Eckler, Royce Freeman. Brita, Where, but it's close in PPR. Where's Alfred Morris? Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, heading to San to uh, Los Angeles. Like he's to gonna party. probably get 14 carat. Well, they might get. I, out. I, I will say this: if Brita's banged up, you know, and you're stuck, don't be surprised if Morris gets a lot of work, especially if they're chasing points. Yes, if Brita's yes, I, even if he's not, I think he's a, a desperation running back this week. Yeah. Chargers DST is top three. Final game is, I think, another. Are you easy sure it's game. final game? Because he, but I know you don't know what time we're recording this, our audience. But he, this is his lunchtime. It's, it's already lunch. <laughs> it's ten thirty a.m. Eastern. Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Stat of the game: Pittsburgh allows the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Five wide receivers have scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR against the Steelers, and three more. Scored a touchdown without getting to 10 fantasy points in non-PPR. So they're terrible against receivers with or without Joe Hayden. I mean, they're probably worse without Hayden, but they score a lot of points. They're kind of like the Chiefs, you know, their defense put in that situation. So It's also, though, a byproduct of who they played the last two games. Uh, Yeah, but, but like, take the Bucks game, right? I mean, they get the big lead, and then Fitzpatrick's throwing, and he ends up with 400 yards. Yes, but the, the Ravens' offense is not in the same league as what the Chiefs and Bucks have been the first three weeks. Well, we covered Ben Roethlisberger at the start of the show. Dave and Jamie are higher on him. Uh, I think they have him right around sixth. Heath Where would you rank him, Adam, if you did rankings? I'd rank him uh, fifth ahead of Matt Ryan. That's it. I would have. I would. I. I might take him over Aaron Rodgers too, because I'm just not convinced about the knee. But definitely Mahomes, Rivers, and Breeze ahead of Roethlisberger. But I think I think it's just going to be a great week for these guys. Roethlisberger should have a great game. Uh, Steelers are easy. Would you start a Steelers tight end? No. I would stream Vance McDonald, but he wouldn't be my first choice. I'd rather start McDonald than Najoku, but I don't want to start either if I don't have to. I agree with that. Who do you like for Baltimore? John Brown if he plays. Yeah, and I like Crabtree if he doesn't. I don't hate Alex Collins. Sort of. I think he, I think you're starting him as a number two running back at this point. You gotta love the workload that he had last week. And I think Flacco is a good streaming quarterback this week yeah. too. Yep. But he needs John Brown. If he doesn't have John Brown, then I I can't expect him to take advantage of the matchup. His track record in Pittsburgh is awful. Who's Flacco's? Yeah, he had uh, twenty fantasy points last year in Pittsburgh in a game they scored thirty eight points. So that's not so great. And he had fifteen the year before in Pittsburgh or sixteen. And in, fa- in fairness, Pittsburgh has generally had a better defense than they do right now. That's true. true. But again, judging the Steelers of who they faced the last two weeks. This could be a much different, much different outcome. Would you go with Alex Collins or Austin Eckler? Collins. Collins. Collins yeah. and non-PPR, Eckler and PPR. Really? Agree, That's interesting because Collins got 18 carries last week. And he got three catches for a whopping, I think, six yards. How many catches did Eckler get last week? I don't know. Five. He had three catches for 24 yards. Oh, yeah, he had three. That's right. He had three last week. He's had five, three, and three. I think we're overrating Austin Eckler a little bit. I just want to say He's that. awesome, Eckler. Uh, he's just, he's got a, he's averaging 12 yards per catch. Yeah, but five for 87 and one against like, the Chiefs in the, in week one. Like he did that against the worst defense. Okay. Well, he's, he's averaged at and least seven yards per carry every 49ers. day. 
<laughs> I know, I know, but like Collins, terrible defense. Collins got 18 carries last week in a game they were winning. I'll go Collins in both formats. You think that the the Ravens come in and win this game? No, but you think they're leading in this game? No, if you but you do. I mean, that's where you, you trust last, Collins a lot more. Last year it was 39-38, and Collins got 18 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown, plus 46 receiving yards. Dude, I'd hope that happens. That'd be great. All right. That's it for today's show. Wait, wait, I got one more game point. Eagles, Titans tomorrow. What's the game? No, no, wait, wait. I got an ounce on Jeffrey up there. Oh, yeah, what is that? Gotta go back. Oh, we're out of here. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy the game. Uh, go Canes. And. Na, 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 na. Na, na.